This is Igris, and we are, for the first time in many weeks, looking at letters from exactly 50 years ago, give or take. We are back on track in our volume. For the past couple weeks, we have dabbled in uh, in letters. Dabbled, I don't know. We've been in letters from just about every volume, picking up things we found along the way that we wanted to dive into. Uh, we are now back on track. We were way ahead of schedule, and now we're caught up again. We are at a letter from Resh Chedesh Shvat from Tavshin Lamedalid, 50 years ago, written to Mr. Ephraim Sheikh Yashor. And the letter is easy to read because it's right here on our screen in Russian. Fortunately, every time letters are written in Russian, Igris is kind enough to give us a free translation below. Um, and I am relying on their translation because my Russian is, uh, it's not that it's bad, it's zero. So this is the letter. The letter is labeled uh, Yud Aleph Mem Zion. Once again, Rishchede Shvat, Tavshin Lamedalid. And here is the translation from Russian. The Rebbe says, I've received your letter. Truth is, I received it a little bit late, but I got it. You write about the difficulties of your new situation. He's a recent immigrant, I believe, from the rest of the context of the letter, and it sounds like he's having difficulty in his new environment. Probably somebody who left Russia, maybe who came to Eretz Yisrael. It is, uh, I assume you know. Many people are in this situation, have these sorts of problems. And they end up settled. People uh, all, the Rebbe doesn't say this here, but all uh, all beginnings are difficult. A person moves, a person makes, a, a person immigrates. That can be very difficult. They do figure it out. A lot of people have these problems, and in the end, they turn out okay. Even though you don't have all of your needs right now at the very beginning, the situation tends to improve over time. So the first advice that ever gives this individual is, you've moved, I know it's difficult, but things do improve over time, you got to give it some time. It is my hope. The Rebbe says, it is my hope that you've been able to connect with some other recent immigrants. By the Lushen, I think we're pretty sure he left from Russia to go to Eretz Yisrael. So maybe you've been able to link up with a couple other Russian immigrants. Uh, they probably also, the Rebbe says, have gone through these sorts of difficulties. And they'll be able to give you some advice about your personal trials that you're going through right now. It should be God's will that you should have all of this in the very near future. The fulfillment of the desires of your heart for good, all of them. Including one more thing. And this is, of course, what we're going to dive into today because it's so interesting. Including what you wrote to me at the end of your letter. You wrote to me in your letter that you're jealous of Jews who believe in Hashem. That you're jealous of believers. Your jealousy should have the proper uh, the proper outcome. It should succeed in having its proper outcome. And you should reveal in yourself and in your families uh, the truth that is the teaching of our Torah. That in fact, every single Jew is a believer, the child of a believer. The Rebbe gives him a line of bracha at the very end. And that's the end of our letters. The Rebbe says here, or I guess the writer says here, the writer wrote in his letter that he's jealous of Jews who really believe in Hashem. And the Rebbe says back to him, I hope that jealousy does what it's supposed to do, that it has the proper matara, because jealousy has a purpose. There's such a thing as holy jealousy, as kinedik dusha. And the hope of jealousy is that will it will prompt you to uh, to get what you are jealous of. When you're jealous of something, when you envy something, you generally try to go get it. And in your case, it'll be particularly easy to get this because Jews inherently believe in God. So if you're jealous of believers, you will be able to get what you want. I hope you use your jealousy as a springboard to begin believing more strongly. 
This is a theme we have in a lot of the Rebbe's letters. The Rebbe speaks at length in many places. We're going to look at five letters today, I believe, five additional letters maybe, plus a sicha, where the Rebbe jumps into the idea of a holy holy jealousy, holy envy, that kina, on one hand, jealousy is a very negative trait, but when used positively, it can have incredible dividends. I do want to first introduce you to some of the negative, some of the negative sides of kina. Um, first of all, you have the mission of Perkeva. So, it's one of the things that drive people from the world. Jealousy is not a positive trait at all. There is a Gemara Masecha Shabbos that the Rebbe is going to reference a couple of times in these letters. So, I want to show it to you now, and then we can keep on referring back to it. It's a really fun Gemara. It's in Shabbos 152b, and it's about somebody who dug graves and accidentally found a living dead person. It's on your screen. There were some diggers who were digging in the ground uh, that belonged to Rav Nachman. And they accidentally dug, uh, I'm sorry, they didn't dig. Nachman means they uh, they protested. Who was already dead at the time, started yelling at them, stop digging. Stop, stop digging back here. So they came and said, Rav Nachman, a person has been yelling at us in your field saying not to dig here. Uh, a dead person, a person who's supposed to be buried underground has come back to life. There is a ghost yelling at us not to dig in your field. Asa Vamerle. So uh, Rav Nachman came out and said to him, Mani Umar, who are you? Who's this dead guy yelling at my workers? Amrle, Ana Achai Barashia. He said, I'm Achai Barashia. I'm a big deal. Amrle. He said back to him, doesn't Rav Mari say, didn't Rav Mari teach that all tzaddikim are supposed to turn back into dust? Why are you still here in your body? Amrle, he said back to him, Mani Mari delay Adonale. I don't know this Mari. He's after my time. Who's this Who's this Rabbi Mari you're quoting to me? I don't know the guy. Amrle, he says, Rav Nachman said back to him, don't worry, I have other sources. There's a Pasuk. The Torah says, that, uh, that everybody should return to the dust of the land like they were. Amrle. So Rav Achebarashia says back to him, the guy who taught you Kaheles, which is the verse you're quoting, clearly forgot to teach you Mishle, because there's a Pasuk in Mishle that says that's not right. Dechsiv says in the Pasuk, that the thing that makes bones rot is jealousy. The jealousy makes bones rot. Anybody who has jealousy, envy in their hearts, their body rots. Somebody who removes all jealousy from their heart, their bones won't rot. Uh, so he's saying, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have any sort of jealousy. Giving us an idea, obviously, this is how we're going to be using it, is that a person's bones don't rot if they're not jealous, and people rot in the ground for the sin of jealousy. Just to put a pin in the story, because the story does continue. Gashashet, uh, Rav Nachman goes forward and, and pokes him, he touches him. Chazid Isbe Mashashi goes, oh, you are real. He touches him and he really does have a body. He's not a vision, he has a physical form. Amalei, so he says to this reanimated corpse, <clears throat> Lake Omar, the Gavi de come back to my house with me. You know, let's have, I don't know, let's have, let's have coffee. Amalei, he said back to him, we've already established that you don't know Ksuvim. Now you've revealed that you don't even know Nevi'im. You will know that I am Hashem when I open up your graves, when I bring the dead back from the graves. Dead dead are not allowed to walk out of their graves all by themselves. I'm stuck here. He said back to him, doesn't it say in the Pesach? If we're going back to the Torah, then I'll use a basic Pesach. You are dust and you should go back to dust. He said back to him, that's not for everybody. That is for a moment before Tchias Mason. The moment before Tchias Mason, even Tzadikim that never deteriorated, will deteriorate for a quick second and then come right back by Trias Mason. <clears throat> okay. The jealousy is generally speaking bad. Keeping jealousy out of your heart is good. It is something that can uh, preserve your bones. Nonetheless, the Rebbe is going to spend a lot of time teaching us about the advantages of jealousy, the holy side of jealousy. This letter is labeled Bez Tav Tav Kuf Ayin Dalit. It's on your screen. The year is Tav Shin Tasit Vav. It's from Yud Gimel Tishrei. And the Rebbe writes, 
Shalom Ubracha. I don't think, yeah, we want the top part. Okay. We don't need to read this first paragraph. <clears throat> Actually, let's read it. Yeah, I think we need it. It's been many years now since I've uh, written some many days, excuse me, since I received your letter that has the basics of your life, your life story. You told me what happened to you, and now that you're found in a certain place, for several years, it doesn't say the name of the place, that's confidential. You told me that over time you've met many different kinds of anash, different chsidim, the and you're always jealous of them. That they are, there's a jealousy here that in all places that they come, they act as though they are in their own Daladamas. I don't understand what he's jealous about. Do you? Anybody understand what he's jealous about? I don't know the question. I, mean, I get the answer, but the question. <clears throat> I think Every time you mean that they, they seem like they are comfortable where they are. Yeah, like they're comfortable in their own skin and he's jealous of that? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that seems right. What do you think, Shalom? Also? Yeah, okay, if that's the consensus of the room. Anyway, he's jealous of something. The Rebbe, therefore, is going to say, You will find every time you write to the Rebbe that you're jealous about something. I've looked through, uh, I didn't show you all the letters that I found. There were 10, 15 in Igris. Every time I found somebody says they're jealous, the Rebbe gives the same answer pretty much. Number one, in all things you need to find some way to use it for This applies also to jealousy. If you feel jealous, you got to use it for God. Even though generally speaking, jealousy is a disgusting attribute. Nonetheless, there is such a thing as kinadiktusha. There is such a thing as holy jealousy, and that is kinas sefrim That's a Gemara that says that says that when scholars are jealous with each other, this increases their wisdom because one scholar finds out the other guy knows something he doesn't and so he looks it up so that he can know more and then that guy gets jealous of him and that wisdom only increases when smart people are jealous of each other the Rebbe says so important that if you don't use a negative attribute for positive it remains disgusting so jealousy is disgusting you have something disgusting in you and on you right now which is jealousy you can choose to use it for Kedusha and if not you're disgusting it's disgusting to be jealous however it is possible to use it for good and then it stops being disgusting Therefore, I'm hoping this will also be the feeling by you that you will increase your own observance of Torah and Mitzvahs and specifically Behidr. So if you are jealous of Anash that you meet, you're jealous of people you meet around the world and how good they are at Torah and Mitzvahs, you should use that for good to increase your own observance level. And if you do that, then your jealousy is beautiful. And if you don't do that, your jealousy is gross. We're not going to read the rest of this letter. It's quite long. Uh, Yeah, we're not going to read the rest of the letter. This is it for now. Let's go on to the next one. Next letter is labeled Vav Kuf Lamed Gimel. It's from Chaf Hey Adar of Tavshin Yud Ches. And this is written to a woman. And this letter is near and dear to my heart. Although I'm not going to read you the second half. The second half of the letter is uh, a lot of times when you're doing these things where I'm, where I'm going through like, you know, 10, 15 letters trying to prepare these, these shiurim. I find things that are that are definitely for me. There's a middle section here. The Rebbe is writing to a woman who says, uh, I really like that my husband gives all these shiurim, but he hasn't spent a lot of time with the family lately. So <laughs> I have that letter right here in the middle of the Rebbe answering her. Um, and that's not for you, that's for me. But I'm going to read the part that's for you. Here we go. Vav kuf lamed gimel. Bracha v'shalem. The Rebbe writes to this woman, Bracha v'shalem. I'm responding to your letter from the end of Shvat. Ah, look, from around our time. This is, a, you talk about the work of your husband. And uh, since he returned from visiting the Rebbe, he'd increased in what he was doing. You're talking about how this is impacting the family. He's very busy now because I've given him a lot of work to do. 
Shmain. She says, even among our friends, they say he's kind of nuts. The Rebbe says, let me just start off. We're only going to read this paragraph. First of all, I really want to push back against that last claim you're making that even our friends say he's crazy. The basis and the beginning of all four parts of the Shulchan Aruch is not to be embarrassed in front of people who say, who are uh, scoffers, not to be embarrassed in front of scoffers. And the Rebbe says, I really am not sure where their complaints are coming from, but it's probably coming from when people say, oh, that person's that person's crazy from, that person's, uh, that person's really extreme in their Yiddishkeit. It usually comes from a place of jealousy. It usually comes I can't say for sure, says the Rebbe, but usually scoffing about someone's frumkite is usually because you're jealous of their frumkite. The Rebbe says, this should be a kinesefrim, that they're so jealous that your husband is so involved in the pulas of Chabad, that after complaining about it, they will be jealous about it, and after being jealous, because of their jealousy, they, their jealousy will turn into them doing it as well. So I, the reason why I brought this particular line, even though he's saying what we just saw before, I do think it has a slightly additional dimension here, is that when some somebody complains about you, you can have the hope in the back of your head that it's coming from a place of jealousy, and that that if the complaint comes from a place of jealousy, then that means the future is that they might end up doing exactly what you're doing. So sometimes when we meet scoffers, you know, you're not supposed to listen to Malikim. If people scoff about what you do, the beginning of Shulchan Aruch is we don't listen to scoffers, we don't listen to people people who try to put us down for what we do, we do our best, and we uh, and we ignore we ignore the uh, we ignore the haters, as I think the young people say, right? We ignore We ignore the scoffers. <clears throat> At the same time, you should recognize why are they scoffing? Usually it's because of jealousy. And in that, fa- and, and, and if that's the case, then their scoffing is their way of telling you, I'm jealous of you. And if they're telling you, I'm jealous of you, that means that what you're doing is setting an example that they will ultimately follow, which means that sometimes when you hear someone scoffing, that's also them telling you, I'm about to emulate you, which means scoffing can be a sign that you're having a very seriously positive effect on people around you. I think it's a very powerful idea. <laughs> Vav Ayin Reish is our next letter. This is from Tavshin Yudches. To be exact. And here we are. Shalom Bracha. The Rebbe says, I was pleased to receive your letter from the 22nd day of ER uh, that you're visiting the Yeshiva Temchetimimim, about the visit to the Yeshiva Temchetimimim, etc. Uh, where is the part that I want? I hope it's in this one. No, it's down here. Okay, I'm going to go down here. Uh, the main thing the Rebbe says, by testing these students, testing these students, uh, the idea was to come to the yeshiva and give them tests. This should cause jealousy. The idea is, I want jealousy among the students. Test them, make sure that make, make it somewhat public, and uh, I want to create jealousy among the students because because when seifrim, when scholars and students are certainly scholars, are jealous of one another, this increases their overall wisdom. of Now the Rebbe is going to go into a little more detail. That is, that it causes the hamshacha of chachma. So the truth is, in the context of the Zayar itself, this isn't exactly what the Zayar is saying. The Zayar is talking about midas hachachma itself. There's a shayla in the Zayar that it says that Rachel was jealous of Leah, and we'd already explained earlier in the Zayar that Rachel is Amadeus Kalia and Leah is Amadeus Kasia, and the Zayar asks a very self-aware question for the Zayar, where it says, wait a second, if these are just Elamas, how are they jealous of each other? Which is a, a random piece of self-awareness in the Zayar. The Zayar is like, hey, if none of these people are real and they're just worlds, then how are they uh, How are they having emotions? And the Zayar answers that, uh, no, that means that it was Mamshech, because the thing that Kina does is Kina, jealousy, is the way that you drag Chachma down. The Gemara says that Kina Seifrim tarbe Chachma, so the Midah of Chachma is dragged down. But that's the Kabbalah. That's not how the Rebbe is using this piece of Zayar. The Rebbe is just saying that the Zayar says it's not just that 
uh, when students are jealous of each other, they increase their chachma through the study that they're doing with each other or that the study doing to compete with each other. It's also that there is an inherent value to kinah that al Kabbalah, when someone experiences jealousy, this drags down wisdom, that, it, that, that, that there's sort of a, a button pressing going on here. Press jealousy, receive uh, higher chachma. The Rebbe, the Tamach Tzedek, explains, according to the Gemara Masech Shabbos that we saw earlier, we saw this Gemara that anybody who has jealousy, they will rot. Whatever, it's a worm. Usually it's Telas, but Telea, I guess. This is like a worm of Kedusha that rots away the tree, which is the Midas of the Nevesha Bahamas. So the Gemara Mesach HaShabbos says that somebody who has jealousy, it makes them rot. The Tzemach says, yeah, makes them rot away the Nefesh Bahamas. What part is rotting away? When a physical body rots, the physical body, that's the Nefesh Bahamas. That's the animalistic soul. That's my most coarse attributes. So he's rereading the Gemara, essentially. The Gemara was trying to say that jealousy is really bad because it makes you rot. The Tzemach is saying, jealousy is really good. It makes the body rot. It makes the Midas of the Nefesh Bahamas, makes the animalistic soul, makes corporeality itself rot away, just like a worm is able to make a tree rot by biting into it. So jealousy can actually get rid of your negative midas. He quotes here a Moser Sefer. Do I have my shelf behind me? I used to have an Archa. Yeah, here we are. Aha! Not a lot of people read Archa Tzadikim, but there it is. That's an Archa Tzadikim object lesson here. It's a Moser Sefer. Uh, I believe by Arishan. It's pretty old. And, uh, I have not seen the Rebbe quote a lot of Archas Tzadikim, but I did see him quoting this piece of Archas Tzadikim in almost all of his discussions on Kina. So this seems to be one thing that the Rebbe uses the Sefer for often, is to demonstrate the positive side of Kina. Shukin, I'm sorry, I'm going back down here. It's explained in Archas Tzadikim, Shar Yudalad Amamar Azal, on the Amamar Azal, that Omer Kina Sefer Mtar B'chachma, Ki Tera Adam Shalem and Cholo, V'chein Lini Kol Mitzvah, Mitzayin, Gam Kain Lisei, To Gimel Amad Aleph, Or Tera V'yetzi, Der Maschva Tagana Racha Bachisei. He says basically that it says over in Archas Tzadikim, that when somebody is jealous, they're able to significantly increase their abilities. And uh, the Rebbe says, basically, that uh, I want you to test the students. I want you to make the results or make the testing public enough that not to humiliate anybody, but to create jealousy. I want there to be competition in the yeshiva and competition among people learning Torah, not competition among everybody. We've learned many times before. We don't try to make fights. We have what we're concerned about in a lot of cases. There's an order in Lubavitch. We've done that before with other topics. But specifically when it comes to learning Torah, at the very least, when it comes to learning Torah, spread the jealousy around. The more jealousy, the better. It's Mam Shechachma. This is in Musr's farm. This is in Kabbalah. This is in the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek. This is all over the place. So that's the Rebbe's letter on this. I just wanted to show you one line from this very long letter. This letter is Yud Aleph Shin Samach Beis. And the one line I want you to see is entry Hey, In this list, the Rebbe basically gives this individual like seven or eight uh, pieces of advice on how to do chinuch properly. And one of the pieces of advice that Rebbe gives, entry hey, is, one of the ways of chinuch, and one of the things that makes chinuch work, is jealousy, is envy. As is well known, that the jealousy among scholars is what increases their chachmas. So the Rebbe here says that one of his key points of what makes good chinuch, of what makes good education, is that uh, is, is, in, is increasing jealousy among the students because students who are jealous of one another will increase their wisdom. There's one more thing I want to show. No? What? This is like competition. Yeah, competition. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat synonymous. Because uh, when, when, for example, when Mashiach comes, the Lushan used in Rambam is there'll be no Sachris and no Kinnah. So t- Sachris and Kinnah usually, uh, usually get said together. Yeah. There is a, uh, I want to show you Sikha with the time that we have left. This is in Teres Menachem from the year Tavshin Yud Tes. I don't have the volume written down. I might say it here, though. Yeah, it does. The volume is Teres Menachem, volume Chaf Vav, the year is Tavshin Yud Tes. 
And uh, the page is page 37. And here the Rebbe has a whole sicha on Kinas Seferim and on why jealousy works in this way and why it improves. I, uh, I seriously doubt we're going to have time to get through it all. So let me try to get you some of the best parts or some of the most relevant parts for us. Let's just read Chav Vav. Yesh uh, the Rebbe says, one of the reasons why Pilpul HaTalmidim, students studying in depth, is something that uh, is one of the ways the Torah is acquired and is because of Kinas Seferim Tabrachachma, is because of the expression of Baba Basra that when students are jealous, they increase their wisdom. This kind of jealousy that Eva says is not coming from Yeshus and Gaiva. This doesn't. This is not a jealousy that comes from me thinking how great I am or being egotistical and going, I'm so great. Why does that person seem great? I'm jealous of them. It doesn't come from Yeshus, this kind of kinah, uh, because Chazal are uh, complimented and uh, also command about it, that specifically there should be kinah seifrim. So clearly it doesn't come from a place of Yeshus. What exactly is happening here? One specific thing that has to do with kinah, with jealousy, is that it reaches the level, it reaches and affects how do you want to read that word? Atzmos? Guess what? It's not what he means. He means atzmos. He's referencing the Gemara Masecha Shabbos. So the Gemara Masecha Shabbos had actually not said that the body rots when you have kinah. said the bones rot when you have kinah, the atzmos. And the Rebbe is giving medayik in the word atzmos because the word for bones in Hebrew, atzmos, is also the same word for atzmos, which means the very essence of God. So the Rebbe is now rereading this Gemara intentionally. The Gemara that told us that jealousy makes bones, uh, jealousy affects the bones, affects the bones, and saying that it doesn't just affect the bones, it affects the etzem, that a person can drag down the etzem, the atzmos itself, the infinity of Torah, when they are jealous because of Torah. The, the jealousy affects the, the jealousy, holy jealousy, affects a person's body, and it also affects a person's soul at the level of Atmos until it gets to Atmos, until it gets to that person's essence. By way of from the jealousy of scholars, a person can reach the most uh, fundamental part of their neshama. If we cast this all the way back on our first letter, I think we have something really beautiful here. This person tells the Rebbe that uh, I'm jealous of other people because they believe in Hashem and I don't. And the Rebbe's answer back is, you and your etzem do believe in Hashem. And guess what? You have the key to open up an etzem. Kina, jealousy is the key that opens an etzem. Go from the first uh, letter all the way back to the Sikha and you'll see this. The Rebbe here is saying that the thing that opens your etzem up and allows you to access the most internal part of yourself is holy jealousy. Jealousy over someone else's good actions that you wish you were as good as they are in Torah and Tefillah and Avedah. And mitzvahs. When I go back on this letter, that's exactly what the Rebbe is saying, just in far less Kabbalistic words, which is, you're jealous that people believe in God. Guess what? Your etzim believes in God. And guess what? Even more. Jealousy is the key that opens your etzim. It's incredible. So I think we kind of have a nuts chilas and besev between this sicha and this letter. I will just end by telling you quickly what the rest of the sicha goes on to say outside, just because it's so cool. It says here that... Uh, he, he raises the question. We, we talked about this like five shirim ago, six shirim ago. We talked about Hasagas Kvul and Chinuch. That there's a rule that when it comes to Chinuch, there's no such thing as Hasagas Kvul. We saw the Rambam, Rambam Paskins, that, uh, that if one Malamid has a shop where one Malamid's teaching kids, another Malamid can open up, another teacher of small children of Torah can open up a shop right next door and start teaching. And there's no problem of encroaching on another person's territory. It's not Hasagas Kvul. And the reason why is because there is no Hasagas Kvul when it comes to Chinuch. The Rebbe asks a question on this in the Sikha. And he says, why isn't there a Sagas Kvul? At the end of the day, you are taking over someone's Parnassah. This first teacher, he had the students in the town, and now you are going to take some of those kids away from him. And uh, the answer that that this causes a uh, increase in net terror in the city, that might apply to the second guy, but the first guy might experience a net loss. He's losing students. And the Rebbe's answer is that that should apply, it would apply, but because of kinah, because there's jealousy between, and by the way, Rambam mentions kinah seven tabachachma in this context, says uh, the, the Lashon of Rambam is that the two malamdim are allowed to compete because jealousy is good for Torah, it creates uh, it creates more wisdom, and also because yagdil tarviyad there, it's more it's good to have more Torah around. So the Rebbe is not pulling this out of nowhere. Anyway, the Rebbe uh, the Rebbe's answer then is that 
when you have two competing uh, Malamdim, in theory, there could be Hasagas Kvul, at least for the first one, in theory, because he is practically losing students. But the Torah is infinite, and there can't be Hasagas Kvul when it comes to Torah. You can't encroach on someone, other's te- someone else's territory when there's an infinite amount of territory, and Torah is an infinite territory. This reminds me of another thing we talked about a few weeks back, that there's no Hasagas Kvul in Ruchnius, that there's enough room for everybody when it comes to Ruchnius, and not to worry about uh, one share taking from your share or vice versa, because this was somebody wrote to the Rebbe that they started a share and someone else is angry at them. And the Rebbe said, there's enough Parnassah Ruchnis for everybody. And Ruchnis and Terah, since Terah is infinite, there's room for everybody. What's the problem? Terah exists in our world, in Zman Umakim. And Terah down here, there's not enough room for everybody. Once Terah is Mishdalshel, all the way down into our world, it's true that there really can be Asagas Kvul, and only so many people are going to attend a program or something like that. However, What's the advantage of kina? We said earlier in the Sikha, kina is the key that unlocked atzmos. That means that when I apply jealousy to a situation of Torah, what that does is it makes the Torah bligvul. It makes the Torah infinite. And once the Torah becomes infinite, the result of that is that now there is room for everybody. So one of the reasons that Rebbe explains of kina say from Tar B'chachma, why it works so well, is that it used to be that there wasn't enough room for two people in this Torah because the Torah is in Zmanu Makam. It's in time and place and time and space and limited. But once I apply jealousy to it, that jealousy unlocks the etzim of the Torah, which is the true limitlessness of the Torah, and makes it available for everybody. So now there's room for every single person. In any event, what we have seen today across several letters in quick summary is that the Rebbe's answer to jealous people on almost all occasions is, I hope that you'll use it the right way. If you don't use it the right way, it's gross to be jealous. It's a horrible midah that can have horrible outcomes. At the same time, if somebody feels jealousy in their heart, the first thing that they should do is recognize that this is a potential key to their own etzem, a key to atzimus itself, a key to unlocking their own potential, and can very well be the vehicle for the most important change they'll ever experience. So the sense of jealousy uh, is something to be, I guess, a little nervous about, but only if you're not prepared to make it a positive change in your life, because if you're prepared to make it positive, jealousy is the key that can unlock your essence. Thank you all very much.